0: Welcome to Reaching World Podcast, where we highlight the world's largest network of influencers for good, love, and service. Join us in saying thank you to these incredible individuals and organizations by listening, subscribing, and sharing their legacies. And by doing this together, we will help inspire others to leave their legacy of service and love. I'm your host,
1: Zach Garner.
0: So we're super honored to have Scott Simpson on Reaching
2: World Podcast today. Scott, go ahead and introduce yourself to our podcast listeners.
1: Yes. Hi. My name is, like Zach said, Scott Simpson. I'm a, uh, a full-time YouTuber. Um, I've been doing a video on YouTube for the last five years. I've been an entrepreneur basically my entire life. And um, in 2009 and 2010, my wife and I wrote a couple of books and we used to go and speak on those. They're motivational in nature. So we'd go and, and leave motivational messages with businesses and, um, and to other entrepreneurs. And, and that kind of led us on our journey to YouTube. And so we've been, for the last five years, we've been creating uh, family friendly, um, motivational in nature content on YouTube. And it's been a very rewarding, fulfilling process. And then uh, this year, we've kind of gone back to our roots and done more. Uh, more speaking, we we um, we bought a conference uh, here in Dallas. It's called Video Marketing World, and so we've been we've been working at Video Marketing World diligently for the last year, and and it's been really awesome, very fulfilling and rewarding.
2: That's incredible. Good for you, man. So tell us about that video marketing conference you just had one recently, right? There in Dallas. How did that go?
1: We did. Yeah, it was phenomenal. It was um yeah the end of August, so just a few weeks ago, and it was our first time actually running an event like that. So there's a lot of stuff that goes into it behind the scenes. I was talking to another event uh organizer just right after our conference, and it was it was so interesting how we could empathize with each other so much. Right? There's there's so many things that can go wrong in an event. You know you could having a, a an audio visual breakdown or something like that can totally collapse your event and so you're always like on the edge of a cliff it feels like while you're during the, during the event and so you're just you're just kind of like that there's a high tension but then when you get through it it's like oh that was so much fun so rewarding it was it was like almost like a thrill of like skydiving or something where you're like is my parachute you <laughs> know That's amazing. Uh, Yeah, so it's like you know, a lot of people like get thrills doing things that are adventurous, but I, I mean, this was just just as thrilling, just as exciting. It was it was a really fun experience.
2: But really, that's like entrepreneurship summed up in a conference, right? I mean, that's kind of the, the lifestyle that entrepreneurs live, right?
1: It's so yeah, it's so true. Yeah, every week it's like, am I, am I going to make payroll? Am I going, you know, or am I going to have the, uh, the the budget that I need for you know for whatever I'm trying to accomplish? So yeah, it's there's definitely like that that thrill that you find in entrepreneurship as well.
2: Awesome. So Scott, tell our listeners what's the current dream that you're chasing in your business and the model of it?
1: Yeah. So right now, you know, we're kind of going all in on Uh, video training for business owners. And so we've video marketing world is just kind of scratching the surface. So the last the first two years of video marketing world were very, uh, very much centered on helping creators grow their brand on different social media platforms, mostly YouTube. And this year, we really like tried to tap into the LinkedIn crowd and LinkedIn as a platform. So that way we could utilize video to help business owners bring in more leads um, stay in front of their customers, and uh, and so we're we're building out an entire system now, a training system, coaching coaching system for helping business owners. Uh, really understand how to use video effectively uh, as a tool to help grow their business. Because wh- what we've seen, and I've I've seen this for the last you know five years that I've been been doing this, but what I've what I've really seen are business owners. They kind of tend to use video more as like a billboard rather than a tool to have conversations with people. Um, and so what we're really training is is how to use video uh, effectively on social media to build relationships with your your customers and clients and really like build a community so that way they'll come back and and uh, be repeat customers right because because you can get you know you can you can grow an audience of people who just watch your content but growing an audience of people who become true like raving fans of you is really a lot more ideal because in the long run they'll be with you through the thick and thin they're not gonna you know they just have more loyalty to you and so that's really what we're training so um all of our new updated content for that will be live in in the next couple weeks and we're super excited about it
2: that's a really good idea it's so crucial especially in today's day and age like video truly creates a loyalty with customers like you said it's that intimate one-on-one loyalty and like you say you create true loyal fans that way i think it's brilliant um, so two questions in one here, Scott. So what what keeps you motivated every day to chase that dream, and tell our listeners about an obstacle that you have overcome in the past to help to get to where you are today?
1: To answer the first question, you know what keeps me motivated. There there are a couple of things. Obviously, like I was um, I was an athlete as a kid, always striving to be excellent at, at the, whatever sport I was playing soccer lacrosse any of those things and and so I've always kind of had like an internal drive to just outperform myself and just to just to show myself that I can do more and that I have this unlimited source of potential and that's really what I'm I, that, that's really like my fuel uh, that's like within my external fuel is is absolutely hands down my family right it's like I have four kids um, and a wife, and a dog, and all of them like they, they all need to eat, they all need to be uh, nurtured, and they all need to be they all need to grow up, you know, with the strength that I can provide for them, that I can I can show them through what I'm doing. Uh, and so I'm I'm very motivated by my family to you know to show them that they are capable of amazing things. So when you think about kids too, it's like they're going to absorb information from the world. And I'd rather that they absorb information like the way that I feel is the right way. So that way they don't, they, they have choices when they're older. They don't end up being an employee if they don't want to be an employee. Um, And that they realize that, that they can network and build relationships that help take them to uh, another level, that help get them in front of more people that can help them fulfill their dreams. And that they should chase their dreams because, you know, I, I don't want them to ever feel like suppressed you know like they, they can't do something so when my kids you know and my kids are like hey dad can I try out for America's Got Talent I'm always like encouraging I'm like well yeah let's just keep working on it let's do this let's you know get you ready and a lot of the times those types of dreams they kind of like settle back and that's totally fine because kids are they're, they're changing their mind they're trying to figure things out but whenever they are uh, they have a desire that's like I feel genuine oh I'm always encouraging them to pursue that to the fullest um, so that way they can they can test and try and see what they end up liking. So, yeah, that's a, that's a family is like a huge factor for my motivation.
2: You know, on the journey of success and entrepreneurship, obstacles are just part of our every day and they're going to be they're going to face them. And, you know, what what did you do to overcome one?
1: You know, like I said, I, I've always been an entrepreneur when I was a kid. I, it was very easy for me to offer services and make money, whether it's was like washing cars or uh, mowing lawns. I mean, one time I had a, uh, I had a, a mobile lemonade stand and I, I realized like how to market because I, I would, I would walk around with like a jar full of peanuts and I'd give out these like dry, salty peanuts in the summertime. And then everybody would be like, Oh, I'm so thirsty. I'm, th- I'm thirsty. And then I'd sell them a glass of lemonade. You know, I mean, it was, it was like, it was one of those things that was like a, it was a net loss because, uh, because we, you know, we gave out more peanuts than we sold lemonade, but, um, but it was like, it always, it was always like this out of the box way of thinking. The point of that is like, when I, when I became an adult and I started trying to earn money on my own as an entrepreneur, as an adult, um, sometimes my out of the box way of thinking wouldn't, wouldn't serve me very well. Um, and so I actually had, you know, we had seven failures, business failures before we actually had success. Um, in 2009. You know, the market had just collapsed at the end of 2007, early 2008. Uh, we had refinanced our house in the middle of 2007. And so we were, we were just completely upside down in our house. I sunk all my money into a, a, a red box competitor. Um, we, so we had blue boxes that we, you know, we put all over the place. Uh, and we ended up losing quite a bit of money with that. And so I, I was very, I was humbled. I was forced to kind of eat that humble pie and realize that I'm not, I'm not as, I'm not as like bulletproof as I I thought. I'm not as talented as just like in the sense of like raw talent. I'm not, I'm not just, I can't just make things happen. And so it forced me to kind of take a step back and do some soul searching, do some education, you know, read a lot of books. And my wife and I, you know, we just, we hit the books. I think we read, we probably read 15 or 20 20 books over the span of, six months, nine months, um, all business focused, all business related, you know, learned the power of positive thinking, learned, um, how to, uh, you know, how to read financial statements and how to really like cast projections and how to do business the right way. And so when, when we were, we were in debt, you know, it, it it's all relative, but I mean, we were in debt six sixty or $70,000 at, at that point where, where I was making, you know, I was making $30,000, at, at, at like a restaurant as a cook. And, you know, I was trying to do these side hustles while building while, while working at this restaurant. So, so it was like, for me, I was like, that's two years of income. I'm never going to be able to pay that back. And so we we really had to humble ourselves. And actually, you know, we humbled ourselves. And that's when things really started to turn around. And so we, um, we actually ended up moving to Dallas. Uh, I took a job here doing orthodontic retainers like i i i ran an orthodontic lab for a number of years so that way i could i could build up my confidence have some cash flow coming in before we launched back into our other uh, entrepreneurial venture and uh, and that was kind of i mean that was kind of the dose of reality that i needed i think to uh, to to kind of like screw our, screw my head back on straight but also gain some wisdom and some perspective and then when we jumped back into business in 2014 it was Um, it was a lot easier for us to make better decisions, better choices, and not fly by the seat of our pants, so to speak.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, Scott, let's talk about a career highlight in this journey of entrepreneurship from the beginning to where you are now. What's been a highlight and why?
1: A highlight. You know, I think that it seems like every year we have highlights, right? So one of our first highlights was – after, after 2009 and and we kind of struggled being able to build back our income, you know, and earn a six figure income. That was kind of, that was like the first highlight was like, okay, getting to the the six figure mark. And then we, you know, we could be like, all right, you know, we're, we're doing this. We're actually, um, we're actually succeeding. And then from that point, it was, uh, it was, um, becoming a full-time YouTuber, and earning you know earning six figures on youtube or like all right yeah we're doing this it's that's a career highlight this is this is awesome um and now it's like jumping back into the conference world and and throwing a successful conference like all right yeah we we've done this so i i try um you know like i was saying earlier i, I try to kind of outdo myself um not in like in a, not in like a, an addicted like to uh, success type of a way but just i try to set goals every year that we can hit so that way we, we're we're always feeling that um we're always feeling that passion and that energy that comes from accomplishment and feeling like you're you're doing something and and what you're doing is meaningful um so so like next year we've got some you know we got some pretty lofty goals with our with our conference, with our, with our education platform, with uh, with YouTube, and you know, if we hit them, then then it'll be another career highlight. And if we don't, then that career highlight will be pushed back, you know, a few months. And you know, we'll we'll eventually get there. So I'm, I I can't say that I have like one career highlight that I'm like, yes, that was it, that was the moment, because I feel like we're we're constantly having those things.
2: So where's Scott Simpson in 10 years? What's your business and what's the legacy you want to be remembered for in your business?
1: So my goal has always been to create uh, a business that that's passive in nature, not, not to the point where it's like, I don't have to do anything for the business, but really I can take a step back and have other people handle the day to day operations. And then my wife and I can focus on serving and, um, And creating experiences for our kids. YouTube was a, was a really, is a really awesome platform for, um, for like location independent income. And so we, we've actually over the last couple of years, you know, we've done a lot of traveling. We've, we've gone, you know, to different places in the country and stayed, you know, for extended periods of time. And that's been really fulfilling. Um, but what I, what I really want is, is to be able to just. Uh, is to be able to create create an income that is location independent and and that allows us to serve other people. I, that's really like at the end of your life, it's like all, all the money in the world isn't gonna isn't gonna buy you a ticket, you know, <laughs> to the next life. And and I really uh, feel strongly like I need to be um, serving and helping other people. So that's kind of like our fundamental core value system that we we implement into everything that we do. It's like, are we helping other people in this business? Um, Is it more important for us to help others or to serve ourselves and uh, We try to make sure that the scales are tipped more so in the favor of of the audience that we're talking to um, Or the people that we're coaching are they getting the value that we want them to get out of what we're doing?
2: Um, So what's Scott Simpson's like daily routine or weekly routine? What's your secret sauce? That you know keeps you on task that helps you attain these goals that you set out for yourself that our listeners can apply to their day-to-day?
1: Yeah, I mean my routine is uh, you know there's a lot of people that that are very regimented. Um and I I guess you know if you talk to my wife she'd probably be like, "Yeah, you're you're pretty regimented because I I do follow some like strict scheduling uh scheduling like habits. So I try to wake up I try to wake up early every morning. We do scripture study with our family early in the morning and then that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the day. As soon as we're done with that then, then I'm I'm really upstairs. Uh, you know, I work from home. I, I'm upstairs working a good portion of the day. But what I try to do is keep myself flexible and keep my and never really take myself too seriously. So that way, first of all, I, I don't. I try not to feel the burnout. I try not to feel the stress of the day. And um, I always try to bring a smile to uh, to my to you know my kids' faces, to my wife's face. Um, so that way. We're enjoying what we're doing, and granted, you know, it's like no house is perfect, no family is perfect, and there are plenty of times where my wife and I get into, you know, heated arguments, and uh, and the kids are they just want to go sit in the room because they're sick of me. But it's the perspective that I try to have is I, I try to never take things so seriously that I couldn't just like I couldn't just like walk away at any minute and and still have my dignity, still have the joy that I, you know, that I had when I started. So um, that's kind of like the, like the core value system that I I try to keep the, the the key perspective that I try to have all the time is just, is to just kind of make my days fun. So there are a lot of times, you know, where I'll I'll start to feel the burnout in the day and I'll just be like, you know what, I'm just going to play a game on my phone for a little bit. And sometimes that, that, that's like 10 minutes. Sometimes it lasts like an hour, but it's like, it's what I need in that moment. And I think that there are too many people that don't give themselves like permission to have some of that downtime and that can lead to burnout or can lead to problems in your marriage. It can lead to issues with your family life, you know, with, uh, between you and your kids. And so I'm like, I'm always just trying to, to be like, okay, what am, what am I needing in this moment? All right. It's hustle time. Let's hustle. All right. It's, it's chill time. Let's chill. Yeah. And that's just kind of how I move forward in life. (laughs) And I appreciate that you
2: said that because I'm thinking about my day today and literally my highlight was the 15 minutes I took out of lunch to lay on the floor and color in the notebooks with my four-year-old and two-year-old. And that's been like my highlight of today. And I'm like, you know, I stopped, put everything aside. And sometimes we need
1: that. Yeah. Well, and, and it doesn't it doesn't mean that you're lazy, right? It doesn't mean that you're not ambitious. But, you know, sometimes we need permission to just be, to just sit back and kick our feet up and be a little bit lazy. Because everybody needs that downtime. If it's just go 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 24/7, that's like a recipe for like an aneurysm or a heart attack. And it's like I, I want to live a very long, healthy life with my family. And I don't I don't need that kind of stress in my life. So if that if that means that I I'm just gonna be lazy for an hour uh, here and there, I'm totally comfortable with that because. Because at the end of the day, like I know what my potential is, I know how to provide value, I know how to earn an income, and I know how to turn it on when I need to. And uh, you know, it just takes a little bit of self discipline,
2: absolutely, man. Appreciate that. So, where does Scott Simpson grab his knowledge from? Like, is there a recent book that you read? Is there a podcast you listen to or a YouTube channel that you obtain your knowledge from that our listeners should apply to as well?
1: So, there are a couple of things I, I love reading, I don't do as much of it now as I would like to. I probably read Maybe two to three books a year right now. but and I'm very specific with what i read. it's It's usually like if i'm if I'm wanting to learn something about a specific subject, then i'll I'll go read a book. So like just recently, uh, I read a book called um, "Oh Gosh, It was a negotiation book, and i I totally am drawing a blank on the name. Um, but it was written by a hostage negotiator, former FBI hostage negoti- no, negotiator. Uh, it was a phenomenal book about negotiations, and I, you know, I take that information, I implement it to my life, and and I've seen a lot of cool things happen because of what I've been able to learn from that book. And then, as far as you know, other sources of motivation, I, I would say my biggest source of motivation comes from the circles of people that I surround myself with. I, I mean, everybody has heard like you're, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with most. And so I've always tried to have like my inner circle be the most successful people that I could possibly think of. And, uh, and so we've got a lot of friends in our, in our inner circle that are, um, you know, that are massive, su- massively successful YouTubers, massively successful entrepreneurs and who can, who can feed me you know, just the right type of energy and the right type of motivation that I need to, to level up my game, you know, to take things to that next level. And so whenever I have a, a question or, or a, um, you know, something I'm thinking about, I'll just bring it to, you know, some of those people and get their advice on it and get their take on things. Yeah. And then go from there. So yeah, my motivation really comes from the people that I'm surrounding myself with. I'd, I'd say that's like the made, the most major source of, of uh, inspiration, motivation I get.
2: Yeah, that's powerful and so true. Scott, give a shout out to where can our listeners find you, follow you, and then give a pitch on your event next year, right? You're putting another event on, teaching people how to video market, right?
1: Yes. So right now, the best place to find me is on LinkedIn. It's just Scott Simpson. Simpson has no P in it, so it's S-I-M-S-O-N. And then uh, Twitter, obviously, it's I'm Scott Simpson. Instagram, I'm Scott Simpson. And our uh, conference website is Video Marketing dot world and we're um yeah we're in the process of building out building out uh, a whole uh membership site and things like that where, where we can walk people through the steps and how to become um successful with video so yeah i, I that's where i'd recommend you know touching base with me at is um, is on those social media sites
2: so any sneak peeks that you can tell us about next year's Video marketing conference that can get our listeners pumped and excited to attend next year's event.
1: Like I was saying, this year we it was focused a lot on how to become a creator, how to become like a YouTuber or a, a, an Instagram or a LinkedIn Live specialist or something like that. Next year we're really focusing in, honing in on how to use uh, video in all aspects of your business. So we've got a uh, we've got an email specialist who we've been talking to um, who will come and teach how to use video and email to get a higher click through rate to get a higher response rate from your clients. And then obviously, like every year we, we do these things called tweetable moments, you know, where we we just kind of pull out the crazy in the conference and um, and do fun, engaging things that that people are talking about, you know, for the next year. And so we had some, we had like a, a, a world famous juggler come and do some awesome, like he, it's hard to explain. I, he, he just did some really cool tricks with these, uh, with these knives and swords. And, and it was, <laughs> it was pretty fun. And we had a, um, an Elton John impersonator, you know, who's like phenomenal world class singer. And so it's like every year we're, we're, we're trying to bring out some, a little bit of crazy to make it a really fun experience and keep the energy high. And, uh, so yeah, so. We're excited for 2020. We've got some cool ideas.
2: Awesome, man. I'll, I'll be sure to attend next year. I'm excited to be there. If you could have a billboard and the entire world could read it, what would you like it to say and why?
1: That's actually really easy for me. It's kind of our slogan on our YouTube channel. And it's, um, you can do amazing things. Uh, that's what we we leave every video with, um, letting our audience know that they're capable of, of doing amazing things, um, that their potential is... Um, is unlimited. and we want people to know that they're not limited by the beliefs that others have put on them, um, or that they're they're not limited by uh, the setbacks that they've had in life, you know whether whether it's uh, you know coming from uh, a hard family life uh, or coming from a lot of debt, you know, like we did, um, coming from uh, personal disabilities, you know things like that, there there are everybody has potential. That is unlimited. It's just a matter of how you utilize it. So I, I would say you could do amazing things this is definitely my response there.
0: Perfect. Thank you, Scott Simpson, everybody on Reaching World Podcast. Thanks again for joining us. It's been fantastic. We look forward to following you and seeing the success at your video marketing events.
1: Yes, it's been awesome. Thank you.
0: These episodes will be launched on Mondays and Thursdays. And if you'd like someone to be on the podcast, if you think there's someone in your network that should be recognized for the good they are doing in the world, please reach out to us and send us a direct message. We can be found at ReachingWorldPodcast on Facebook.com. So be sure to find us there, like our page, and submit any ideas or suggestions of individuals or organizations that should be highlighted on this podcast.